0: Hey, thanks for being here. This is Play It Forward: Real People, Real Stories. The struggle to play it forward. Episode number five twenty nine is with author Andrew Morton, the creator of The Queen: Her Life. I'm doing good, thanks. I had a good night's sleep, so full of full of vim and vigor. That it, that's always the most important thing. That was a creative mind. Let me just take it there for a moment. Don't do. You, do you still have those moments where where you wake up at two three o'clock in the morning and say, Yeah, the book is here. I, I'm ready to rock. Let's. I'm excited about this next step of just now giving it to the rest of the world.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's a weird thing being a, an author. Anyway, you you spend a lot of time on your own, cogitating uh, to yourself, and then you then then you flick a switch, and you speak to audiences of two, three hundred people about what you've been ruminating over for the last few months and years.
0: I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up, because later on today on iHeartRadio, that's going to be my very subject, about how creative people are in touch with future readers, future receivers. And it's like, how do we learn to speak that language today so that they receive it two to five years from now?
1: Yeah, well, that's, it's a, 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 an interesting proposition, I have to say
0: but that's the greatest thing about about being a creative mind. I mean, like for instance like the queen her life in my heart only because I have always loved the queen, she's never going to leave me. She's always going to be present somewhere in my life.
1: For those who live on in our hearts, they never die. And that's the case with the queen that that you know, you've you've absorbed what she's been mm-hmm. over the years and she's part of your personality, part of your DNA in some weird
0: way and we didn't always have your book with us andrew and what i mean by that is over here in america we had the darn paparazzi that was always putting something up there about the queen and the king and the kids and all that kind of stuff but now we have a book where we can really physically go in there and experience what what their lives were truly like
1: yes indeed i mean uh, that's the whole point of the book. It's 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 actually trying to find the the person, the the real individual behind the myth, behind the yachts, behind the, the palaces, behind the palace gates, and that's certainly what I try and do with, with, with all my books to try and bring the people to life. <laughs>
0: 70 years as queen. And the one thing, I, I guess that really kind of what makes me want to keep going back in there and digging into the paragraphs is the fact that it didn't come so easy. I mean, she she was once a quiet country girl who loved dogs and horses, but that all changed.
1: Absolutely right. I mean, she was shy as well. She was quite diffident. Um, her, her mother, the queen mother, used to say to her, walk into the room like you own it, you know, uh, rather than kind of sidling in. She let her sister, Margaret, do all the Kind of heavy conversational lifting so you know it, this this book really also kind of is an exploration of how a personality develops and how somebody as it were inhabits the cloak of of responsibility and authority and you know elizabeth didn't didn't she was a reluctant queen she'd pray every night as a little girl saying hoping that her mother would uh, give birth to a baby boy who would jump over her in the line of succession so for her uh, it was a daunting task probably more daunting than than say for you
0: Hmm. to sit down and share a cup of tea what would be her first subject that she would bring up
1: (laughs) guess what dogs
0: or horses oh I love it
1: Ian, Ian Balding who's a, a well-known trainer in Britain says that he, she had such a good eye for a, a, fet, a, a fetlock and um, uh, a, a, the pedigree of a horse that she could have made a, a really good trainer herself if she'd had the time so it's something that you know, started very early with her. I mean, you know, as a a little girl, she would have all these wooden horses in her nursery and she'd feed them, put the bridles on, give them a polish, take them for a, a little romp around the nursery. So that... Transfer, uh, transferred into having her own horse when she was, or her own pony when she was four years old.
0: You being so close to the story and the actuality of their lifestyle, when, when you see things like The Crown or you see these movies that Hollywood is producing, do you just sit there and go no, I'm sorry, I, I can't tune into this because I know what <laughs> it was really like.
1: Well what I always say is that and it's a cliche that the truth is stranger than fiction <laughs> and the whole point about fiction is that you've that that when you're writing it, you've got to you've got to think: Would is this believable or not? But in real life, the stuff that goes on, that's unbelievable, and um, uh, and and that's that's the contrast. And it always makes me smile when I go to these. Um, Premiers of, of films about say diana or, or, or the, as you say the crown and you watch it and people are, are, are laughing at some of the dialogue and you think to yourself i remember this vividly and you think to yourself that's all true i remember diana saying that to me oh my you know, God. So, so 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 uh listeners when you you hear something about a, a new a new film or whatever pay, pay close attention to the dialogue
0: yeah. I, I've always thought that subliminally, the queen was always helping out the other l- women leaders around the world in the way that, you know, she had to face some real hardcore things, such as men that weren't always faithful. And I thought I always believed in my heart that Hillary Clinton reached out to her somehow, some way to talk about what she was going to go through being the first lady of the United States.
1: Well, I, I'm, I'm surprised at that. I mean, the queen was always very um, discreet. Really? particularly politically uh, but i think your point is well made about the early days of the queen where she was you know one of the very rare individuals who was a, a an executive a female executive in a very male madmen world yeah. of sexism and, and all the rest of it where and 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 you see that in, in the fact that nobody in the government or in the royal household gave a thought to the fact that just just a few months after the coronation, she had to go on a six-month tour around Australia and and New Zealand, and it was and and leave her children behind. So, and she accepted this herself because she didn't want to seem to be weak, and you know I, I think she had a, quite a tough passage in those early years, um, and 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 then Charles would later write saying that you know she was quite a cool mother quite um distant mm. well i think she, i think she and by the way her uh, Charles's charles siblings and edward and andrew all told him that they dis- t- totally disagreed with that but but nonetheless it doesn't take away from the fact that she had a really tough start and you know all this um, leaning in and and uh, 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 assistance for um, female directors and CEOs that that takes place today this kind of you know group help mm-hmm. wasn't around in in 1953
0: how did she stay so strong i'm a daily writer i journal i defrag i do everything in order to keep the inner core going when i'm when i when i face challenges but I'm, i have not faced with what what the queen elizabeth has faced in her life how did she stay i mean i realized she had her religion but but there was more than that wasn't there well, that's a very good point. There was the religion,
1: and it was a it was it sustained her. She was a she was a, a straightforward Christian. She liked a good sermon, a good sing song. In fact, Diana used to say to me, "She's singing hymns at the end of a meal." <laughs> uh, but. but but, uh, uh, but how does she she stay strong she used to do uh, uh, breathing exercises the same woman who uh, helped her give uh, when she gave birth to uh, edward uh, was called in from time to time Uh, she might have the uh, occasional uh, martini a little bit more than uh, she she would normally have Um, (coughs) but she was not immune from this kind of stuff i mean i mean there's a passage in the book with all these uh, uh, illicit tape recordings of diana and charles and camilla and fergie and the queen was just kind of literally pulling her hair out saying when is this going to end what are people trying to do to this family because this because the kind of the negativity you didn't know where it was coming from so she has been underwater and and quite famously in 1992 when she said this year has been my Anna Soribolus, my horrible year, Um, and and you know three of her children uh, separated or divorced, and Windsor Castle burned down. Uh, It was just a it was just a terrible year for her.
0: You know, it just everything you're saying is is like a, a vision back into the history and things like that of of what we've gone through as well. It's it's almost like we've we watched the Queen of England grow up.
1: Yeah, that's a very good. I mean, the Queen was not static. And that is, I think, is is the is the point I'd like to, to make through the book, is that she changed. She 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 changed as a person, yes. so that by the end of her reign, she was so relaxed and so in and really enjoying the job actually and you know jumping out of helicopters during the olympics uh, having marmalade sandwiches with paddington uh, it was you know she she showed a, a far more relaxed side than certainly in the early days where she would say i'll do it as my father did it and then his father did it her father did it as george v did it so it was all very conservative very constrained and as she grew into the cloak of the job as it were she grew uh, she became more relaxed and uh, a more uh, her own person
0: i i gotta tell you what andrew during during the lockdown the covid lockdown when she shared that message i trusted her i loved her i embraced her and i felt like she was the only one that was speaking the living truth to me when she sat there so calm and so peaceful and spoke to the people
1: i couldn't agree with you more that message the real we'll meet again uh message where she spoke using the words the, the, the famous vera vera lynn wartime song i mean it ch- still chokes me up today because people were watching it fearful of their lives yep. only the queen could have delivered that message because she'd lived through the war she'd lived through the privations of, of the post-war she and, and she'd had a full and difficult life herself and so people respected what she had to say and you know i think half the country, more than half the country watched it on on television and gained a lot of sucker from it Did- for me it was one of the crowning moments of her reign
0: did she have a great relationship uh, with, with, with her prime ministers and things? Because, first of all, I'm a big Margaret Thatcher fan. I'm not from England, and I don't understand why some did like her, some didn't. But I did like her, and I was hoping that the Queen of England did as well. The, her,
1: her, Thatcher's biographer says that, um, that Thatcher was way too deferential and could never really quite get to the even though there was the same age mm-hmm. never quite got to the picture of what the queen was about and when for example there's that wonderful wonderful true scene by the way in the crown where you know she goes out walking in at balmoral rather than wearing hiking boots she's wearing black patent leather heels and so she was not by by no means a country person um i would say actually that mrs Thatcher was one of the prime ministers that the the queen got on least well with but having said that they both respected one one another the prime minister who obviously obviously molded her going forwards into her royal career was winston churchill yes and their first meeting was daunting for her. I mean, here was this man who had a relationship with her father, war hero, um, Nobel Prize winner, um, international statesman, and here's this 25-year-old girl. And, you know, even Churchill was daunted by it. He just didn't think she would be up to the job. And But eventually they, they had a, a real really genuine affectionate relationship where you know the, the audiences would last for about an hour and a half when they'd be talking about horse racing typically um but one of the things that one of the points i'm making in the book is that it wasn't all uh, wine and roses because churchill didn't particularly like or have respect for philip and mm-hmm. um, and uh, he was protective of Elizabeth, but rather dismissive, dismissive of Philip. And um, he, you know, there, there were several conflicts in those early years that Churchill won. And, and I'm sure that that puts something of a strain on uh, the, the marriage of Elizabeth and, and Philip as well.
0: What did, what did King Charles learn from his moments of not his mother... But the queen, the queen, because she when when she's the queen, I mean, was she still the same person as as the mom?
1: Well, no, of course not. She was she, she you know once she's got the crown on and all the finery, she is as you've mentioned, she is the queen. She's not uh, down on her knees playing with with uh, mm-hmm. uh, wooden bricks, and uh, Charles will have learned that, and and he, he learned it. He learnt what it's like to be a king or a queen gradually um, and uh, I think he once said you don't wake up one morning when the milk bottles have been delivered and think whoopee I'm going to be king um, it's 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 uh, it's a burden that gradually comes onto your shoulders and I have to say I think listeners will gather this by just looking at the Prince of Wales the new Prince of Wales Prince William we've seen him mm. in our lifetimes develop from this rather shy young man you know kind of very self-conscious uh to this individual who will stand in front of a crowd and make a speech who has his own ideas his own thoughts and you can see that he is and he has been trained over the years in duty in service and it's an integral part of his life and i think it's the same with King Charles.
0: Wow, I I loved uh, the the part in the book where where the uh, the president of France uh, asked uh, the Queen if, if she was bored, and she said yes. And I I love that personality. She was so innocent at, at so many t- you know things and events.
1: Well, and and who can blame her for being bored? I mean, there's there's all kinds of you know scenes where the Queen is making a speech at say the milk marketing board or some widget company, and uh, you know it's not. What you might think of as a glamorous job—you you know, you, everybody thinks, oh, the banquets and the bulls and the and the crowns and the jewels—and that's, but that's part of the theatre of monarchy. Mm-hmm. The day-to-day aspects of monarchy is quite routine. It, there's, I, I used, to, I, I, I said when Meghan Markle first joined the royal family, uh, she'll find that the walkabout is a bit like the red carpet, but there's no red carpet. You're just walking on cobblestones and on a wet day on a on a wet tuesday in november shaking hands with people that you don't know i mean it, it is it's an odd kind of job when you think when you stand back and look at it shaking hands with people that you don't know who've been hanging and waiting for you for hours for a glimpse of you it's it, it's um uh, it's definitely a peculiar
0: the book we're talking about is "The Queen: Her Life." I'm, uh, there's a story in this book that I didn't know about, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of listeners and readers that didn't know it either. But her trip to California, those nine days—wow, wow! And how did she keep it together?
1: <laughs> yeah, I start the book with with that trip to California because for me it was a seminal moment in my own life because I saw the the royal yacht enter San Diego yes, Harbor. Yes, and and uh, anybody who's seen the royal yacht, I mean, it's a bu- it's a beautiful piece of um, engineering, well not not necessarily engineering, but just it's lovely lines and lovely shape and colours and things, and it's 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 kind of reminds you of of Edwardian splendour almost, and it was surrounded by yachts and skiffs and canoes and motorboats, and I I thought oh, I'd would love to uh, read about it. Anyway, I went on board the the yacht. There was a cocktail party. Met the Queen first for the first time, and but it was the yacht that I was more interested in, ironically, than the Queen. And I ended up writing my first book about it. So I have the Queen to thank for setting me on my literary career. And that trip up, up the coast of California was, if it was a Broadway show, it'd be called the, the 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 Visit That Went Wrong, because everything that could go wrong went wrong. There were tornadoes, the, mm. the, the, there, there were floods uh there was the, the rock Falls um Regans had to cancel a, a meeting at their place in the in the hills um they ended up uh, staying in a in a hotel the 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 West End, I think in San Francisco because they couldn't get the royal yacht up there because the weather was so bad IRA uh, demonstrators which got through security and shouted at the Queen's face mm. um, Frank Sinatra sang oh it was just it was it was a it was a roller coaster I loved every minute of it and and actually that's the point so did the Queen because the Queen loved it when when things went wrong and <laughs> in the exchange of letters between Reagan and the Queen Reagan you know profusely apologizes for the weather and the Queen says not a bit of it I had, so he was great fun and 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 it, it's just one of those things about the Queen and to a degree Prince Philip, when things go wrong, they absolutely love it.
0: The book I want to read, Andrew, is the one that's about you. I, I want to read that book because I want somebody to let me see as a reader what it was like for you to, when you were finally breaking free, to go get your good night's sleep and stuff like that, where you would go into a hotel room or a room and, and just put your hands through your hair, rub your eyes and say, holy crap, how, would I, how did I even make it through this day? <laughs> well... Join me on a book tour, <laughs> yeah. and, and physically, yeah, yeah, because you're a silent watcher, aren't you? You watch in silence under the brush, and then you come and bring the story to the rest of us.
1: Well, yeah, and uh, but also you, you're you're trying to look beyond the the obvious. You're trying to look like, like I, I'm I described you the, the the tour that went wrong and the queen enjoying yeah. it that gives you an insight into her character and and what what you are effectively is a personality detective you're there mm-hmm. with your on glass trying to look at incidents and try and, and try and build them out as, uh, into insights into the person's uh, personality um you know the, the for example when she went goes walking in, or used to go walking at Sandringham or at Balmoral often she'd come across people who, who would say to her you do look like the Queen and the Queen wouldn't let on she'd just say how very reassuring you know she <laughs> the, 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 but the, the, there's, there's all and that gives you a sense that she's almost like one of these character actors that can change facial expressions hairstyle and so on you wouldn't and you don't recognize them from one film to the next and i think that that was the queen she had that a bit we can all think of picture her with this headscarf on the corgis the wellies and the coat but the the, she was also able to change the way she looked so that people didn't recognize her so you know whereas say her sister margaret was very theatrical and liked to be the center of attention the queen didn't she was she was diffident in real in in in, in childhood but also going forwards
0: in life wow please come back to the show anytime in the future andrew the door is always going to be open for you that's very kind of you thank you very much will you be brilliant today okay sir
1: i will i'll be more than brilliant i'll be outstanding <laughs> i love it thank you sir <laughs>